Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is well all the, the reading, so please be seated. <laughs> okay. Savior of the nations, come, virgin son, make here thy home. Marvel now, O heaven and earth, that the Lord chose such a birth. Who wrote that fourth century hymn, that oldie but goodie? Who wrote that? Ambrose, thank you, thank you, praise God. There we go. Ambrose of Milan. He wrote that in the fourth century. And uh, yeah, I don't think any of us at the water cooler today was talking about Ambrose of Milan. But today, December 7th, in the Christian church around the world, we thank God for Ambrose of Milan. Maybe a teeny tiny history would be helpful. Can I get an amen? Okay, amen. There we go. Okay, okay. As a balanced decision maker, Ambrose, in his early years, well, had quite the promising future in politics. In politics, oh yeah, oh yeah. In politics, I mean, that was not foreign to his family. Uh, Ambrose's daddy, Papa Bear, he was all in with politics in the Gauls. But then, Papa Bear died. Ambrose's dad died when he was younger, and Mommy took Ambrose and the kitties and moved them to Rome, where Ambrose followed in his daddy's footsteps, living, breathing, eating, slip, sleeping, politics. He became quite the political rock star in the Roman Empire, and by age 30, he was elected governor of Milan, respected by absolutely everyone. I mean, he had the reputation, the reputation of being balanced. Balanced, balanced, balanced. Yes, he would hear all sides of a skirmish. He would hear all the parties, and then he would deliver his ruling, and it was fair. Fair, 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 fair. Politically speaking, for Ambrose, the sky, the limit. But all political ambition died. 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 When Am Ambrose is bishop, they cried, and there was nowhere for Ambrose to run and hide. Uh, four years into his governorship in Milan, he had quite the riot on his hands. Uh, see, the bishop died, and the church uh, couldn't get along. <laughs> Things haven't changed, okay. <laughs> they couldn't get along. They couldn't decide on the next bishop. It was pretty ugly. Not pretty at all. Division in the church. All these warring factions trying to get their guy on the bishop's seat. Milano was a powder keg. A ticking time bomb. Ambrose wasn't going to sit there and watch his city get burned to the ground. 
And so Ambrose had a great idea. I'm going to stroll right on over to the cathedral, and I'm going to bring peace to that assembly, because that is my middle name. <laughs> well, he approached the cathedral, and he could hear the shouting and the screaming and the fighting just pouring out of the cathedral into the streets. He gets to the front door of the cathedral. He enters the cathedral, and shh, 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 shh. silence, there's silence. All eyes on Ambrose. You could hear a pin drop, but then a voice. Tradition says a child, but we, we really don't know. Okay, but there was a voice, and that voice cried out, Ambrose is bishop. Ambrose is bishop? Well, the whole assembly started breaking out, chanting, Ambrose is bishop. Ambrose is bishop. Uh, Ambrose started freaking out. This is not what he imagined ever doing. Uh, not a happy camper at all, period. I mean, Ambrose wasn't even baptized yet. Oh, sure, he, he entered the catechumen and he was in the process of becoming Christian, but uh, he was a politician, not a pastor. He studied law and rhetoric, not uh, theology and the Bible, the scriptures. So he freaked out. He ran. <laughs> he ran away. The irony of it all, he got lost and wound up at the uh, city gates where the Christians found him and uh, put him under guard <laughs> and uh, kept him there until the emperor ratified their decision. And, the, you know, the emperor was tickled. I mean, just so excited that, you know, Ambrose was going to be the bishop. So, you know, thumbs up, man. Thumbs up. Ambrose is bishop. I mean, he saw the writing on the wall. There was nothing he could do. And so he consented. And so in one week, in one week, Ambrose baptized, ordained a priest, and, uh, and then consecrated a bishop. <laughs> he went through all the offices of the church in one Weak. <laughs> that is baptism by fire. Yes, it is. Oh, man. Whew. I'm sure his prayer was, uh, Thy will be done. <laughs> thy will be done. Seeing God's hand in all of it, though. Seeing God's hand in bringing him from politician to pastor... Ambrose embraced his role as bishop with conviction. And that conviction, well, he balanced with a shepherd's heart of compassion. Conviction and compassion held intention. And that's how Ambrose rolled as a minister in Christ Church. And he brought that to the parish, the parish where he served in Milan. Ambrose cultivated a conviction balanced with compassion congregation. Where there was space for people to stroll on in and receive a hearty, 
homey hospitality. Now, because uh, Ambrose was kind of forced into the pulpit before he had any training whatsoever, <laughs> he got his preacher's license very fast. Um, he pleaded with the congregation for patience. Please be patient with me. I am preaching stuff. I'm learning, like, on the fly. <laughs> but uh, from the get-go, Ambrose had conviction about something. Conviction, especially concerning this question, what do you think about Jesus? What do you think about Jesus? Now, the popular answer on the streets of Milan uh, when something like this, and it's radical, please, so don't, don't, don't go be the heretic here. I'm going I'm to act like, you know, an average Joe on the streets of Milan in the 4th century. Okay, it's, it's all heretical. Okay. Oh, you want me to tell you about Jesus? Okay, I, I will tell you about Jesus. Uh, he ain't fully God and fully man. No, 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 no. See, he hasn't been around forever. There was a time when he wasn't. I mean, the Father created him. Go, go to Proverbs. You'll find a verse that, that pretty well makes that argument kind of, sort of. Yeah, a little bit twisting of Scripture. scripture but, you know, it, it's, it's there, I think. And, uh, you know, Jesus, he's a little bit above man, a little bit below God, somewhere in between. And uh, he's like a demigod. Maybe, you know, we could call him like an Avenger. Yeah, that's it. He's like a superhero. That's what he is. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, Avenger. Yeah. That's him. That's Jesus. That's what I think about Jesus. What is hellaciously wrong with that? How, how does that fall hellaciously short? Hmm. Hmm. How? 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 Hmm? People are robbed of comfort. Comfort. We have a God of comfort. His desire is that we are all comforted, just like the OT reading, right? The Old Testament reading, Isaiah 40, verses 1 and 2. Comfort, comfort, my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Ambrose preached the Jesus of the B-I-B-L-E, the Bible. Because that's comfort to the max. See, if Jesus isn't fully God, then God isn't fully giving himself to sinners, sinner you and sinner me, at Calvary on the cross. He's withholding himself. You look at Calvary, if Jesus isn't fully God, and you don't see God's full blessed love. God didn't die stuck in our sins. If Jesus isn't fully man, well then, man isn't fully embraced and died for, which means uh, Jesus lied. It ain't finished. Incomplete salvation. Yes, stuck in our sins. We're going to die forever. Only a Jesus who is fully God and fully man 
can fully bring God and man together in his Good Friday crucified flesh. And that, that is the gospelly good news that Ambrose of Milan preached without compromise, without hesitation, without skipping a beat, following in the footsteps of Pastor Paul, as we heard in our epistle reading this evening. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. The preaching and the teaching from Ambrose dripping, dripping, dripping. I mean, just oozing with truth. And nothing but the truth. No games and gimmicks. No bait and switch. No saying, are you not entertained? No making the message more amusing. No scratching, itching ears. No giving the people what they want to hear, even when that person was the emperor. Oh yeah, this one time, uh, Ambrose, uh, he caught wind. Well, he, probably read, he probably read the newspaper. He probably, he probably scrolled through Facebook and he got the current events. He, he heard that the emperor wiped out an entire village in Thessalonica. Wiping out 7,000 people without, without a hearing. Without a court case. Just sent, sentenced them all to death. Men, women, children, and their little dogs too. Not balanced. Well, the emperor, like most Sundays, he moseyed on over to the, you know, cathedral, thinking, oh, I'm going to go to church. Yeah, happy, 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 go to church. And he was met by, at the front door, Ambrose. Probably sounded like Gandalf. You shall not pass. Ambrose said to his face, mind you, this is the emperor. This is not him tweeting to the emperor. This is not him, you know, sending him, you know, a Facebook uh, message. This is Ambrose talking to the emperor, the guy that could have him killed just like that. He told the emperor straight to his face, you can't enter the sanctuary. You can't commune here until you confess your sins. You repent and beg for absolution. And the emperor, he did by, by Christmas. Uh, I think, you know, I'll be home for Christmas had a whole different ring for the emperor that year. <laughs> oh, man. Do you... Do you see how courageous this man is? How, how much conviction he had? This Ambrose of Milan. He was not afraid of those who had cash and clout. No buckling, no backpedaling for Ambrose. The truth was more important to Ambrose than Facebook likes. What conviction? But this man's conviction was balanced by compassion. By compassion. He lived the good shepherd Jesus' life, which you hear about, which I heard about in the gospel reading, John 10, verses 14 and 15. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, 
and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the flock. I know my own. I know my own. Those are words I, I bet were on the lips of Ambrose. I know my own. He knew his flock. He called them by name. He prayed for his parish. He went to bat for them every single day. Everywhere he went in Milan, he had his parish in his mind, on his heart. He carried them wherever he went. And he was accessible 24-7, 365 days a year. His door was always open to his little sheepies, his little lambies. And his ear was turned towards them. They could bring up anything. And he was there to listen intently as the pastor he was. A smoldering wick he would never, ever snuff out. A bruised reed he would not break. Like the waiting father in the parable of the prodigal son, Ambrose, well, the door was open. And he stood at, on the front porch, watching and waiting to welcome and embrace the least, the last, the lowly. Ready to welcome those who are sipping the polluted puddles of popular spirituality. Ready to welcome and embrace those who are straying among the noxious weeds of this world's ways. What hospitality he showed. And there's a man by the name of Augustine, you might know that name, who really experienced Ambrose's hospitality firsthand. Yes, this man, Augustine, he moved to Milan. His job took him there. Not a Christian. Not a Christian. This man, not a Christian. Animal House, not uh, just a movie for Augustine, but a way of life. Hedonistic, uh, his middle name. All about instant gratification, Augustine doing whatever he wanted with whomever he wanted, wherever he wanted, however he wanted. That's how Augustine lived at, at, at that moment. All about Augustine living for the belly and all of the belly's appetites. And then mommy had to ruin everything. Mommy moved to Milan, Augustine's mommy. She's a Christian. Oh, yeah. Praying for Augustine every single day with lots of tears. A good mommy. She moved to Milan and started attending Ambrose's church. And she raved about the preaching. Loved the preaching. And finally, Augustine's like, okay, Mom, I'll go, I'll, go, I'll go check it out. Go check it out. So Augustine started going to church. Started listening to Ambrose. He was not impressed by the preaching, though. That isn't what hooked Augustine. What captivated Augustine, we actually know from a book he wrote later in his life, called Confessions. His Confessions, which I highly recommend. A beautiful uh, just witness to this man's faith and how God used so many people in his life to bring him to faith. Here, here's what he says about the Bishop Ambrose. That man of God, Ambrose, received me as a father would and welcomed my coming as a good bishop should. I began to love him, though not at first as a teacher of the truth, 
for I had entirely despaired of finding truth in your church. But, as a friendly man, it chills down my spine reading that. Friendly man. That, that is what captivated Augustine. Ambrose's friendliness. It wasn't the teaching, the preaching, the doctrine. It was Ambrose's friendliness that hooked Augustine. Whenever Augustine looked at Ambrose with all the skeletons in his closet, all the just horrible things he did with his life, he saw in the face of Ambrose a man who was not disgusted in him, disappointed in him, showed no disdain whatsoever, only compassion. Only compassion in the face of Ambrose. That was so attractive to Augustine. Yeah, Ambrose had conviction, but that conviction was balanced with compassion. Ambrose's love of the truth did not trump his love of the people. Those loves are inseparable. They're two sides of the same Christian life coin. And Augustine never saw that before. At least, he never caught, he never saw that before. Probably passed him by, but now he's finally seeing it. Seeing a man that loves truth and loves people. That was powerful to Augustine. And it wooed him. It wooed him into the church. He got baptized, and eventually, as you probably know, he became one of the biggest, bestest theologians the Christian church ever saw. Martin Luther was actually a monk in the order of Augustine. Yep, an Augustinian monk. Dear friends, let us pull an Ambrose. Let Ambrose lead the way here at GLC. Like Ambrose, let's embrace a conviction balanced with compassion congregation so that people aren't booed, but wooed into the space called grace. See, there are two errors, two errors I want us to avoid as a congregation, two errors. The one error is, it's all conviction. The other error, all compassion. Well, if it's all conviction, if it's all, you know, believing something passionately, then we put ourselves in danger of winding up in a posture of pride and arrogance. It's all us versus them. I'm better than you. I have all the answers. I got it all together, but you're, you're, you're a mess. I, 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 don't, I don't want you infecting me. Stay away. We can weaponize the truth and beat people over the head with it. We become so judgy, 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 judgy. Distancing ourselves instead of entering into people's messiness. That's the danger being all about conviction. But there's another error, all about compassion. If we're all about compassion, if we're all about, you know, loving people, that's all it is. We're just loving people. The danger there is that we wind up actually just ignorant. And we believe anything. I mean, if we take the truth, if we take the Bible and just, you know, chuck it out the window. Just throw it away. Never look at it. 
We will believe anything. Ambrose shows us a third way, thank you very much. He does. The Ambrosian way. Let's call it that, right? The Ambrosian way. Holding on to the truth of, stri of Scripture, yet doing so with kindness and respect and love for others. One of the greatest gifts that we can offer the church is embracing the truth while also embracing people that disagree with us. Embracing those who get under our skin. Embracing those that make us go just nuts and crazy. <laughs> Dear friends, may God establish 303 Ruth Street as a conviction balanced with compassion congregation. After all, that's the congregation where the door is open to the neighborhood so that people can stroll on in, folks can stroll on in and see a peculiar people who love the truth and love the people at the same time. It's a balancing act. I get it. It's not always easy. But Ambrose did it, and we also can do it by the grace of God. Come soon, Lord Jesus.